millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The last few years have been crazy. And for Hollywood, that's no different. A byproduct of the wild ride we've been on is that many films, through either closed cinemas or missteps in marketing, ended up doing far worse than they ever deserved. With that in mind, I'm Will for What Culture, and here are 10 awesome 2021 films that did not deserve to flop. 10. The Suicide Squad Even though it released on HBO Max the same day as cinemas in the US, there was still a fair expectation that a splashy blockbuster like James Gunn's The Suicide Squad would entice many to watch it on the big screen. And yet, despite scoring rave reviews from critics, the $185 million tentpole went on to gross just $167.4 million worldwide. The film's commercial failure was blamed on a number of factors. The continuing challenges of the pandemic, the HBO Max release, a less star-studded cast than the first Suicide Squad, and above all else, poor marketing, namely confusion over whether the film was a sequel or reboot. It's a frustrating fate for a film that was exactly what the original should have been, darkly hilarious and R-rated, with a keen sense of the titular squad's dynamic. While a John Cena-starring Peacemaker series is set to debut early next year, the Suicide Squad's atrocious global performance basically ensures we'll never get a direct sequel to this terrific superhero flick, which is a real shame. 9. Stillwater No genre of movies has struggled more at the pandemic box office than dramas marketed towards older audiences, as was frustratingly evidenced by the performance of the terrific Matt Damon-starring film Stillwater. Despite the involvement of the reliable A-lister Damon, an intriguing ripped-from-the-headlines premise, a ton of Oscar buzz, and solid reviews, the film failed to recoup even its modest $20 million budget, grossing just $19.7 million worldwide. Stillwater's colossal underperformance was largely blamed on its key demographics, that is, middle-aged audiences and above, not yet feeling comfortable returning to cinemas, and also deciding to wait until it hit VOD services a few weeks later instead. On top of that, there's the fact that Amanda Knox, whose murder trial the film is inspired by, decried the film on Twitter the day before it was released, which surely did not help at all. Ultimately, it's easy to see Stillwater doing strong numbers pre-COVID and being a major commercial success, but this just isn't the sort of film people, especially older viewers, are heading out to see at the cinema right now. 8. Ron's Gone Wrong One of the year's more puzzling box office misfires is Disney's animated film Ron's Gone Wrong, which despite touting a cute premise and gorgeous animation, and you know, actually being a good movie, was basically sent out to die by the House of Mouse. Animated films are admittedly another genre that's struggling to thrive at present, in large part due to the lack of vaccine availability for children, such that studios have opted to release many of their biggest animations on streaming services instead. Possibly because Disney inherited the film from Fox, 
talks and contracts likely prevented them from releasing it direct to Disney+, they effectively put it in cinemas with only a scant, minimal marketing campaign. As a result, audience awareness was extremely low, and with a lack of major A-list voice talents to boot, it's not all that surprising that Ron's Gone Wrong has grossed just 58.4 million globally to date. It's a sad fate for one of the most surprisingly great animated films of the year, albeit one that most are sure to discover on Disney Plus instead. 7. The Green Knight Nobody in their right mind was expecting David Lowry's The Green Knight to be a major box office smash. The $15 million art house medieval epic was an A24 movie in every sense of the word, primed to alienate general audiences despite the eye-popping appeal of its trailers. Despite its low budget though, it only barely recouped that price tag, pulling in a meager $18.9 million worldwide. This can be blamed on a generally low-key marketing campaign and the C-plus cinema score, which together ensured the film never had a chance of breaking out into the mainstream. Factor in a piecemeal international rollout, it didn't even get a theatrical release in the UK, and it shouldn't be remotely surprising that Lowry's film tanks, especially in this selective climate of cinema going. Given that it's one of the most bold and visionary films of the year though, it certainly deserved a better fate, yet it'll presumably end up recouping far more money on streaming in the long run. 6. In the Heights there's not a single box office bomb this year more mystifying than the adaptation of the hit musical In the Heights. Even with a day and date HBO Max release, the film was projected to deliver a jolt to the summer box office and become one of the year's biggest non-blockbuster performers. Powered by strong, ever-present marketing, rave reviews, and a mighty A cinema score, it seemed like commercial success was a sure thing, only for the film to brutally underperform, grossing less than one-third of some analysts' projections in its opening weekend. The $55 million musical went on to gross just $43.9 million worldwide, an outcome that was blamed on not only 25% of American cinemas being closed at the time, but also the 143-minute runtime, a lack of A-list stars, niche source material, and songs that failed to break out into the mainstream. All in all, it is a disastrous result for one of the most critically acclaimed musicals of the decade, ensuring its considerable awards buzz fizzled out completely before the summer was even over. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
5. The Night House Horror has always been one of the most reliably performing genres at the box office throughout the pandemic, in large part due to their generally smaller budgets and tendency to skew towards younger audiences. David Bruckner's new psychological horror, The Night House, was an infuriating exception then, as despite a set of compelling trailers and a wide US release, it grossed just 15.2 million worldwide. The primary culprit was definitely its grim C-minus cinema score, reflecting the fact that the film was generally more of a character-driven drama with horror undertones than the formulaic spookfest the trailers characterized it as. Even so, between its strong technical craft, engrossing story, and Rebecca Hall's fantastic performance, this was absolutely a film that deserved to be a success on the level of A24's biggest horror hits, like Hereditary and Midsummer. 4. Spencer Princess Diana biopic Spencer was released to a tidal wave of hype over Kristen Stewart's transformative performance in the lead role, not to mention the virtual certainty that she will receive a Best Actress Oscar nomination for her work, and maybe even nab the win outright. But despite a tight 18 million budget and rave reviews pre-release, Spencer has largely struggled to connect with general audiences. This goes beyond the fact that Oscar-hopeful movies, typically aimed at older viewers, have generally not performed well throughout the pandemic, but that the films often surreal, unconventional style was extremely off-putting to those expecting to watch a more straight-up Diana biopic. While the film didn't release on enough screens to get a cinema score, its Rotten Tomatoes audience rating sits at a terrible 50%, indicating that general viewers were largely alienated by it. As a result, Spencer's global gross is just 12.2 million, causing it to hit VOD internationally within a mere matter of weeks. For such a bold, brilliantly acted biopic, it is a disappointing result. 3. Cop Shop Mid-budget genre films outside of horror have also mostly failed to perform well during the pandemic, as evidenced by John Carnahan's surprisingly riveting action thriller Cop Shop. Despite starring the reliable Jared Butler and rocking an impressive 82% on the tomato meter, a lackluster marketing campaign ensured it didn't stand a chance, opening at less than 50% of initial projections and going on to gross a pathetic 6.7 million worldwide. This is largely down to the fact that mid-budget films have been struggling theatrically for years, and the pandemic has only further conditioned audiences to take a look at something like Cop Shop and deem it to be a film better suited for home viewing on VOD. Fittingly, it has charted well on streaming platforms to date, confirming that these sort of modest action thrillers without the CGI-driven spectacle of a tentpole movie are going to become an increasing rarity in the theatrical space in the years to come. 2. The Last Duel Surely the most high-profile box office dud of the year has been Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. The $100 million historical epic certainly had a lot of appeal on paper, given its all-star cast, excellent production values, and the clout of being helmed by one of the world's greatest filmmakers. Despite scoring strong reviews and inviting plenty of awards buzz, the film opened far below expectations, giving Scott the worst opening weekend of his entire career, ahead of a tragic $29.3 million worldwide gross. Ultimately, the reasons for the film's commercial failure are myriad. Most obviously, the older viewers the film was mostly geared towards are still staying away from cinemas and simply waited until the film hit streaming. Beyond that, it was released in an extremely cluttered period for the box office, facing against No Time to Die, Halloween Kills, and Dune, and many were likely dissuaded by its sensitive subject matter, which is hardly the sort of glossy event likely to bring the popcorn gobblers back to the cinema. It is a crying shame for what is one of the year's most well-crafted and impressively acted big-budget movies, although Scott's assertion that attention-deficient millennials are to blame for its failure is ultimately totally ridiculous. 1. 
The Many Saints of Newark. Though The Sopranos prequel film, The Many Saints of Newark, was released day and date on HBO Max in the US, the 50 million crime thriller was also released theatrically the week before in Europe, Scandinavia, and beyond. Despite this, it ended up grossing just 12.7 million worldwide, while hitting just 50% of projections during its US opening weekend. Though the film was generally well-received by critics, this is another mid-budget genre flick that just couldn't entice interested audiences to actually go watch it in a cinema. Opening the same weekend as Venom Let There Be Carnage in the US probably didn't help, nor did its C-plus cinema score. But beyond this, it seems like the film was unable to present itself as a true theatrical event in its own right, rather than a glorified TV movie being released in cinemas. As such, without any massive spectacle or an A-list lead actor to speak of, it's clear that most fans simply watched The Many Saints of Newark at home, despite the fact that this was absolutely a film well worth seeing on the big screen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.